Hello and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. This is episode number 291. And I never thought that I would get to this many episodes uh, on the Mind of a Football Coach Podcast. I never set out to get to a certain number or a certain amount of years. Uh, I just set out to do a podcast because I felt like doing one. And that was in, in 2017, I believe. And I didn't know what I was doing back then. I didn't have a microphone. I, I didn't even know how to uh, put a podcast out to all the different platforms that podcasts are listened to on. And I think I, my first podcast I put on YouTube, and it wasn't very good. It wasn't very good at all. I had no microphone. Uh, I just rambled. And I only had one episode when I read uh, these different websites, articles that talk about starting a podcast. It says, hey, make sure you have, you know, a handful of, of podcasts ready to go so you can give your listeners something to listen to. And I had no idea what I was doing, so I didn't do that. And I just went went for it. I just did it because I felt like I needed to do it and I wanted to do something that helped coaches, that helped leaders. Uh, I wanted to put something out there that was the best of what I had at the moment. And I try to continue to do that on this on this podcast that is not promoted on social media or anything and I'm really appreciative for the people that listen and the people that f- have found this podcast to listen to it and send me messages and give me uh, encouragement as I as I make uh, make these podcasts and it really is just little by little and that really is going to that is going to be the uh, I guess the title of this podcast is little by little because on that day in 2017 when I started this podcast I had no idea that I would approach 300 episodes and would have had the opportunity to interview the people that I've had a chance to interview on this podcast. I've had a chance to interview guys who have won multiple state cha- state championships as high school coaches. I've interviewed state superintendents. I've interviewed guys who used to be head college coaches. I've come to to find a group of friends that I can text with, that I can email with, that can give me wisdom when I need it. And Obviously, they're not friends that I see every day or even people that I've, and it's people that, that most of them I will never probably meet in my life as far as faith, a face-to-face meeting. But it has been cool to be able to build a resource of people via email, text message, phone call that I can reach out to and get wisdom from. And as a, as a leader, I think it's really important that we build build that army, so to speak. We build an army of people that can help us when we need it, when we need advice, when we need help. And not every person we come in contact with has the answers we're looking for at that moment in time. But what I've found is I can lean upon certain people at certain times. So when I want to talk to somebody about, I don't know, a certain type of offense or defense, I can lean upon them because they have that answer, because they have run that offense, they've run that defense. Or if I want to talk to somebody about 
some kind of leadership uh, technique or something of that nature, I can find those people as well because they're in my phone contacts, they're in my email list. They are there are people that I can reach out to that give me the information I need to make better decisions. And that whole process just started with, you know, one day deciding to do a podcast. And then I did a lot that was just me. And then some people that were in my, then there were some people that I knew that just lived around me. And then all of a sudden it kind of exploded in 2000. What was that? 2019 when I started doing interviews via the phone, right? I had my phone that I would put up to the speaker and then COVID hit. And then, wow, this thing called zoom and teams. And then all of a sudden I can interview people from all over the place. And I like to do that. I think it's cool. Uh, for my 300th podcast, I will uh, have a special guest on here. It's a close friend of mine, somebody that's really helped me as a coach, somebody that helped me when I was probably one of my darkest times as a head coach. Uh, the COVID season for me was really hard uh, at the place I was. And we had a really difficult season and we didn't play for a long time. We lost players to the transfer portal. We lost a bunch of players to injury. And I reached out to a coach, and he gave me some wisdom. He told me I was a hard worker, and he said, you're doing the right things. And, yeah, when that episode comes out here, probably in July, you'll know who I'm talking about. But you know, for anybody that's looking to build a resume or get more people around them that have good wisdom – Doing something like a podcast is a good idea. I guess I'm trying to sell doing a podcast as well because it's it's free wisdom. I mean, if you reach out if you reach out to people and you ask them to come on your podcast, the only thing they could, only thing they can say is no. And I've only had that once or twice, and it was from people that just don't do them. They just don't do podcasts. But a lot of people will say yes, and they'll come on and give you their wisdom for free, which is why I really cringe at paying for clinics, which is a whole other podcast for a whole nother time. Uh, I know clinics, I guess are important, but if I can get the same information for free, I want to get it for free and I'm going to reach out to people and I want to build a relationship with that person because usually what you get at a clinic is very surface, right? You're looking at a surface presentation of what they do. It's not in depth. It doesn't have the answers to when things go wrong. Uh, those are things that I'm looking for as a coach. I want to know, how do you fix this when it's broken? When the other team has the answer to what's your, you know, your, your number one play. You can't run that for some reason. What's your tweak? What's your answer? How do you protect your good stuff? Because everybody has a favorite play. And you know, as you break down other people's film, you see this is their favorite play. This is what they want to do. But us as coaches, sometimes we don't think about that about our own stuff. We have our stuff that we like. I have, a, I have stuff that I like. What if, what if somebody's doing something to really try to stop that? What do I go to next? Because you don't want to be a one-trick pony. You want to be able to have answers when you get when you have issues. And that's something as as I've matured as a coach. That's something I've really started to realize. And my brother really spoke this into me this off season. We were talking about. I was giving him ideas of the you know, the offense we were building going forward. And he said, man, have the ability to put your checker pieces where you want, want to put them and have the terminology, have the verbiage to be able to move your pieces so you can exploit the weakness in a defense. 
because those of you who listen to the podcast for a while know I used to be real simple formationally. We just had a couple formations and we'd run plays that could attack all areas of the field. I know my philosophy on that has changed. It has become, hey, let's formation people and run very few plays. And then let's try to attack people that way. My friend at Chapmanville, who used to, my friend who used to be the head coach at Chapmanville, James Barker, did that to me when he was at Chapmanville and I was at Nitro. They would formation you all over the place and only run a handful of plays, and they were trying to find the weakness in the armor. Now, if you're playing good defense, you don't have an open gap no matter what formation you're playing against, but you can find a, a weak personnel link, especially at the high school level, right? Or you can find something that the defense isn't necessarily very good at because they don't see that, one, a lot in practice, or two, they don't see it a lot in the schedule they play. So, you know, just building an offense based upon, you know, how do we want to formation people to be able to attack people um, with the base plays that we are, that we're good at. And how does that all happen? How does a coaching philosophy kind of shift and change and move and mold? It's just little by little, right? It's taking in the lessons learned every season and thinking to ourselves, hey, how do I make this better next year? And I know for me, when I watch film of the previous season, I think to myself, this is how my brain works. That season is over. How do I wipe the slate clean? How do I wipe my mind clean and look at this next season with a new set of eyes? Because I think it's really important that we as coaches see every year as its own year. Don't see it as attached to the previous year or attaching to the next year. Because if we don't do what we need to do this year, we may not get next year as a coach, right? Every year is important. And it's important that we wipe the slate clean every year and we have a new vision for every season. And that takes us really focusing on the details of, number one, what is my personnel? Who do I have coming back? What is that going to look like? And then, obviously, we want to, we want to build some sort of system of offense and defense, especially at the high school level. These are the plays we're going to run. This We're going to run these well. We're going to maybe add a wrinkle here or there. And one of the pieces that's been missing for me as a head high school coach is – the middle school and the youth league had not run the same system. And something we did this off season was, and a lot of people do this. This is not new. This is not fancy, but our middle school and our middle school and youth leagues, we all met together and they're going to basically run the same terminology we use. And can that mold and can that mold, can that change? Right. Can we tweak it as needed? Sure. But it was really good sitting down and having a heart-to-heart about core philosophy. So number one for us is we're going to run the football. We're going to do that come hell or high water. So uh, this is how we think we can do it here at Buckhannon Upshur High School. And our middle school head coach and some youth league coaches were all on board. And then here's how we protect those runs, right? We play action. We move the pocket. Uh, we hand the ball to other people, right, besides the tailback or your or your dominant back, your fullback, whatever that is in your offense. And, and that was really cool. That was fun. And I know people do that. People have done that. That was my first experience doing that. And I think this is really the first year I was ready to do that as a head coach because I really think I have started to formulate a philosophy of how to play football. And it's taken going on nine football seasons, 
And I think it takes that long. I don't think you can really formulate your entire philosophy very quickly. Uh, and I think you, I know for me, I'm in a place where I'm in a, a rural school in North Central West Virginia, and there's a style of football that has always been successful here. And, it fits, and that fits my personality, which I think is really important as, for head coaches, is be at a place that fits your personality. If you're an air raid coach, be in a community that wants to chuck the rock. If you're, if you're, a, if you're a ground and pound, run the football coach like me. Be in a community that wants to run the football because I think that's important because you want to fit into the community. I think it's important that we as coaches always try to, um, you know, find things in our community that we can agree with, right? That things that we that we can learn from them. I know I've learned from youth league coaches. I've learned from middle school coaches here in my short time. But, man, I, I don't think I, I would not – actually, I don't think. I know I would not have been willing to do that earlier in my career because it really is little by little. How do you become a better head coach? How do you become a better you know, business person? How do you become a better husband, father? It is little by little, one day, one moment at a time. And, you know, how do you get to almost 300 podcasts? How do you run a podcast for s- seven years? Just little by little. It's just doing it when you can. Uh, it's making time for it. Uh, this is not some huge podcast. I don't have <laughs> delusions of grandeur. But it is cool to be able to build something where I think people will get value out of it. And I know I get value out of the feedback I get from people who listen to this podcast. And please, uh, those of you who reach out to me, who offer me wisdom, offer me insight, please continue to do so. Do so. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate uh, the back and forth, the comments, and uh, that's what makes it fun to me. Is the like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, the community of listeners who speak life into me, and I hopefully I'm speaking life into some people out there who who need it. Uh, because us as coaches, man, we have a we have a rough deal these days. It's hard being a coach. Uh, one of my coaching friends texted me after the last podcast, "Why do we coach?" And he said, "It's just it's becoming harder and harder to be a coach. People don't stay coaching as long uh, because of social media, because of criticism, because of people want change faster." Uh, so, man, those of y'all that are doing good work, people that are staying the course, please continue to do that. It is really important that we're there for our players, there for our community, and it just—it's just little by little. It's let's let's just do something better today than we did yesterday, and let's continue to help this game, to help our community, and to help each other become the best versions of ourselves. So, thank you for listening, and uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure to to record this this podcast for the listeners. And I hope uh, if y'all are getting something out of this, please. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Please like it. Uh, please <laughs> rate it on iTunes or Spotify, whatever you're listening to the podcast on, uh, because those things help, right? If you give the podcast a good rating, it does help people see the po- podcast and see the podcast. It helps people find the podcast. So, uh, and please feel free to share it on your social media and uh, y'all have a great evening.